Can I get a clean butt? Butt. Can I get a dirty cloud? <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna help you there. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. And I'm seven milliseconds delayed Kevin. Kevin milliseconds delayed. Kevin milliseconds. And it's time for episode number 272 of Video Games Hot <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Jesus. The podcast about video games that we do. Uh, sorry, I was looking at things on the screen. What were you going to say instead? Uh, beach. <laughs> 7272 Beach. Okay. Blink 272. Beach nut chewing tobacco. Cool. Guys, how you been? I won a mystery hunt. Been all right. You did win a mystery hunt. I fucked up real bad. Your team. <laughs> your, your, your crazy team. You were you knew it was going to happen. You were afraid. I did. I, I, I spoke to you beforehand. I was like, I think this might be the year. Uh, I apologize. So now you just don't exist for the next year while you spend all of your time and energy building the mystery hunt for the next year. Luckily, I don't have to have one of the like key leadership roles. I can sort of... I, like, I get to hang out and, like, help sort of deal with the structure, but I don't, like, I'm not in charge, which I think is a great place to be. So well, That is what, where you like to be. You what, like hanging out and helping with structure, but symptoms, not being in charge. Yeah. What are the symptoms of being about to win a mystery hunt? Uh, God, we were solving a puzzle every six minutes. No, I mean, like... <laughs> how did you, you know said ahead this? of time? Oh, how did I know ahead of time? Uh, so we uh, have been, like... This year, we felt more organized, and we also had an influx of a handful of like really good solvers, uh, like about a dozen new people on the team that were like really high-caliber solvers, and <clears throat> and we were also a large team, which is... like I think we were the largest team this year, uh, which helped a lot, because the, the structure of this particular hunt... Um, as you solved puzzles, you unlocked more puzzles. There was no, like, time-limiting factor at all. Hmm. And so we just, as I was saying, we were solving a puzzle every six minutes on average. And so we just, there was a, we just kept unlocking puzzles and puzzles and puzzles. And then, um, and then historically, our, our sort of downfall had been two things. One, getting stuck on metas. And two, like, lagging around, like, 2 or 3 a.m. on Saturday morning. Like, Friday night, Saturday morning. Uh, but we <clears throat> we didn't have that problem with the metas because you solved all of them. I didn't. I did not solve all of them. I I, <clears throat> I I solved one of them by myself, and then was like helpful, instrumental on like four others. The meta puzzles are the puzzles in the mystery hunt that are essentially just consist of the answers from the previous sets. Yeah, so they're a little bit of framework. Essentially, your Twitter puzzles. Yes, which you've just spent a year right. making. Yeah, before you. Kevin, you got to bring your puzzles back, buddy. You got to come out of retirement. Yeah. I Merriam-Webster wants to buy some more puzzles from us, and I yeah. feel like I'm having to go up to the cabin in the woods where you're holed up, and <laughs> you've got a big scruffy beard, and like, how'd you find me? <laughs> I, I shaved so, off a giant beard today yeah. to to come here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zach yeah, still got his. I need you to come out of retirement. Yeah. No. This is this is just a bunch of laziness. Man. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but the weather in San Francisco is just turning the entire world into a, just a shitty gray morass bullshit hole. It's like this in the East Bay, too. I don't like I it has been 
decades since I like had trouble getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And for the last couple of weeks, I've had just a really hard time getting out of bed, which is just not who I am. And I blame the weather entirely. Yep. It's gray and gross. And sad lamps rainy. to shine on your face when you wake up. Hmm. It's like just a normal lamp, but with a sad face on it. What about a cat? A cat to like smack you around, waiting for its breakfast. Yeah. Okay. That, that I kind. I kind of have that though. That's often wake up at three in the morning, uh, stomp out on bleeding feet to to remove the cat from the bedroom. I see. Um, sometimes uh, you know, there's like a truck make a noise outside. And that wakes me up, and I think, nope, still don't want to get up. <laughs> Used to be that truck would be like, ooh, a truck. I better put on my clothes and get outside and see that. Maybe you've just lost enthusiasm for trucks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe I should, I don't know, I should buy more truck magazines. That yeah. has to be a thing, right? I mean, they make a, a calendar for tractors, so they've got to make a magazine for oh, trucks. that's true. I don't have this year's tractor calendar yet. That's probably what's fucking me up. Yeah. Every year, my grandpa... <laughs> Every year, my grandpa sends me and my roommate from 2000 uh, <laughs> uh, each a, a copy of this tractor calendar from the farm services, and I don't have this year's tractor calendar yet. Oh, oh I so, just assumed so it was the, the same year's is, tractor calendar every year. The problem is you think it should be summer because you don't have a calendar, when in fact it's actually winter. Right, because summer is when uh, we throw away our calendars. <laughs> <laughs> so that we're just constantly surprised for the last half of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my when I was a kid, my cousin had this magazine called, I think just cartoons, but it was <laughs> it was cartoons, T- and it was like a T O O N S T O no, and it was a magazine about cars, but it had just like it was like the illustrators from Cracked Magazine were drawing just like gross hot rod car caricatures where like anthropomorphized sometimes or there'd be like a person in them okay <clears throat> this is a real thing did, okay. just google cartoons did you're you, sure to find it did you <laughs> did it have articles I don't remember could you say you, you read it for the articles yeah. probably yeah I don't think that you could have published a magazine that was just caricatures of like hot rods this is it. You know what? You guys talk about something. I'm going to find this. The, the horse before the caricature. Our listeners deserve to know. Uh, what have what you been, have been up to, to Jim? Jim? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you guys know that that mastodon means nipple tooth? No. That's that's the. So Don is definitely tooth. Masto. Well, but no, masticate is, is masticate chew. is to chew. chew but, yeah. I looked this up because Chew it seemed tooth. implausible to me. No, it's yeah. Oh, the only teeth for chewing. No, man. If you go to cartoonsmag.com, yep. you will learn that Cartoons Magazine is back. Okay, it um, looks great. This website is this website is taking forever. Yeah, look at that. Cartoons established 1959. Uh, the cars are saying things. That yeah, they probably are. They're cartoons. Oh my god, what just happened? I don't know, man. This is a real bad website. <laughs> Um, we just got a popover ad for, for itself. For itself, for its own website. Yeah, I just lost a bet with myself. <laughs> so I'm trying to find. Uh, okay, like here's a here's a here's a classic cartoons. So this is so all our viewers can see this. It looks like a baby buggy, and there's a baby in it, and he's driving it with a couple of joysticks, 
and it's got a bumper sticker or it's got a license plate that says baby bummers bomb um if you want to Google this, it's the June 1973 issue of Cartoons Magazine, and I am mystified by it. It's a it's like a baby carriage with a <laughs> giant motor. It's like a dune buggy on the front carriage. of it, and four dune, so dune exhaust pipes blasting fire. So this would be so much. What we should really need to do, Zach, you need to insert the slow scan TV. Uh, interpretation of this image so people can just see it that way by running this podcast through a slow scan TV interpreter. Oh my god, there was one puzzle that was so fucking cool. Tell us about the cool puzzle. Uh, oh, by the way, first first I need to clap so Zach knows we're to, we're to insert the slow scan TV thing. Okay. <laughs> okay, now you need to clap again and summon a genie that will explain to me what a slow scan TV thing is. It's, uh, it's just Google SSTV. What if I Google SCTV and spend a delightful <laughs> evening watching clips from the 70s Canadian uh, sketch show SCTV? Uh, as long as you insert it into the podcast, that's fine. Tell us about this puzzle, Kevin. Uh, the puzzle was a, was just an image that was a bunch of, like, names of actors in different Like colors. Eugene Levy and Dave Thomas and John Candy and all of the sort other of. delightful performers it was, it was on all, SCTV. It was all actors that, uh, that had a stage name um, that was different from their full name. Uh, and if you... You could, like, do some image analysis and see that there was some other information hidden in the image... Uh, and one of the things that it hinted at was that the, the that was the colors were like deeper than you might expect, and so if you looked at it, it was like actually a really uh, deep pixel depth or a bit depth color image. And if you uh, converted all of that to data, you could then play it as audio with a particular um, codec, uh, which was really fucking cool. It's like not just like embedding an MP3 inside a GIF or whatever, but it was like the actual image was the audio. Um, and then that said a bunch of words, and those words had colors associated with them. And it turns out the actors were in all all were in movies that had color t- like titles with colors in them, and those those connected in interesting ways. It was just cool. It just like it just like kept on going deeper and deeper and deeper into. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's 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 nice. I like steganography stuff. That's yeah. really fun. Yeah, slow scan TV was, um, I guess, still is, presumably, it's a way to transmit an image. I think like it's ham radio. Yeah, something. that's what I remember yeah. reading about. Like the ham radio operators would uh, send images of like TV still quality over this signal. It was used. I found about it about it when it was used in the Portal Two ARG. Right. I see. That's that's also where I learned about it. There are ways to decode it on your PC. The only mystery hunt puzzle that I participated in to any significant degree was one where it was just a bunch of like segments of two or three measures of sheet music mm-hmm. and each of them had a sequence of numbers underneath it and the the flavor text told you these are all segments of, of songs by the same band and it is specifically the notes where they sing the name of the song in the in the song and then one of them got identified as a police song so like there was we were like waiting for a dude to drive home to where his piano was so that he could play them and post recordings to the slack but i like that was wes i think i was able to get a few of them by just look like sight reading them with to the limited extent that i was able to sight read like i was like okay there's got to be one that's just da da 
<laughs> and that's going to be Roxanne. Yep. And like that should be pretty easy to identify in sheet music. And then, yeah, and then it like, you know, that resolved to something that told you what the thing was that you had to call in. But yep. it was like, that seems like a pretty easy puzzle. So like, it seems like the hunt was pretty easy this year. So there were it was divided into two halves. Uh, so the, the part that you saw... Everything... Sure. Uh, the, the the part that was open at first were, the, were all the... So the theme of the puzzle, the Mystery Hunt this year, was like uh, D&D, basically. Role-playing game. Um, and the, this part that you that was open at first was just uh, three different characters, a fighter, a wizard, and a cleric. Um, and they had like a, a couple of puzzles that were open for each of them and then like a bunch of locked puzzles that were locked behind them being a particular level. Every time you solve a puzzle of a particular class, you level that character up. Um, and then once you have enough puzzles, uh, enough sort of party levels in your like group of characters, that unlocks quest puzzles. So oh, all the character puzzles, cool. yeah, no, it's the design was really clever. Uh, all the character puzzles were were meant to be relatively straightforward, like hour ish long puzzles for one or two people, like school of fish type puzzles. If you remember the twenty thousand leagues under the hunt puzzle, no, literally no one. Is going to hear or listening knows okay. what you're talking about. So there was a there was a shockingly, I know what you're talking about. I was like, I participated in that hunt, yeah. for like half an hour, and it's the only hunt I ever participated in. So I know exactly what you mean. That was like two years ago, three years ago. It was uh, there was one round of the twenty thousand leagues, twenty thousand puzzles under the sea uh, hunt, uh, where it was like sixty puzzles in a single round, and they were all just fish. And Where there are usually eight to ten puzzles in a round, there are usually eight to fifteen okay. puzzles. So it was a it was a huge round by standard mystery hunt pu- round sort of standards. All the puzzles were very straightforward, and it was it is a round that people, especially small teams, less experienced teams, all look back fondly at because it was something that they could all just do. Like they felt like they could actually make progress and like solve these puzzles, and they were excited about them. And so, like this, the team that wrote this year was like took that to heart. And so, all the character puzzles that you you unlocked three additional characters over the course of the hunt. So there were six characters, and all of their like seventy-ish, seventy-five-ish puzzles were meant to be relatively straightforward. And they when you solve those puzzles and then solve their metas, that unlocked like a big boss battle, which was for those six sort of six puzzles and their metas. A sort of thing and so it was kind of like a little miniature mystery hunt in and of itself but that was only half of the hunt the other half was all the quests the and those dungeons were, yeah. yeah and those were much harder puzzles and much harder metas in general um, and so that was how they sort of divided out the the things like you, if you solved a meta if you solved a quest meta it leveled up your entire party um, and you unlocked puzzles for the for the quests and stuff like that by leveling up your character. and that is kind of nice that easy puzzles more easy puzzles got unlocked over time as yeah. you did more of the harder ones. You guys, you guys won the hunt in sixteen hours, under fifteen. Oh no, sorry, fifteen, fifteen hours. Yeah, which it's normally this thing uncommon. lasts like two or three days. Yeah, the I think the like most writing teams try to have the hunt last somewhere between forty-eight and sixty hours. Like you kind of want it to last until Sunday basically i think is the like it starts noon on friday and you want it to last until sunday morning probably you know it's impressive to me that people can go to church after they finish it right it's impressive to me that like you can do that on purpose 
you, I mean, sometimes it's contrived, right? So like, right. So the 20,000 le- 20, puzzles under the sea hunt, um, there was like a time based element in terms of unlocking puzzles, right? So with a large team, you end up having fewer puzzles. Like, so this, this hunt had no time gating at all. Like if you just solved puzzles, you just got more puzzles. And at one point we had like over 50 puzzles open to us to solve, which is kind of insane. Puzzles doesn't even sound like a word anymore, right, Kevin. Right, because I've just said it too many times. Um, yeah, and, and so that's what allowed us to just sort of blow through it, because we had a huge team, and the puzzle the puzzle gating was, was just locked behind solving puzzles. Is there, is there debate about whether there should be like a team size limit? People have discussed it, like... What were they saying to, today in the in the slack for people building the next year's hunt that the average team size was 30? 30. The average yeah. reported team size, and you guys were what, like 4,000? 100, 150. 150,000? Yes. <laughs> um, so, and then the next, I mean, there were six teams above 100 people, and then there were maybe a dozen teams between 50 and 100, and then another 60 teams below 50. But the hunt tends to be won every year by a team of like a hundred or more people, right? It depends. There there have definitely been years when it's solved by or when it's won by teams of forty to sixty people that are all just really solid. Has like there was, ever been a year where one guy just came in and cheated and won as a team <laughs> team of one? There guy? was a single there was one single guy this year that solved fifty puzzles. Wasn't the end of himself. this one like finding a coin somewhere? What, what? That's always the end. The, the end yeah, the end so, of the So, like, what if some, like, vagrant just... Stumbles on it? Stumble, yeah, then he won the, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hunt by himself. Yeah. Yes. Then he has to write the hunt. Or, like, a raccoon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, uh, the 2007 hunt <laughs> was notoriously <laughs> written by four yeah. raccoons. Yeah. Right. In a trench um, Which made it very difficult to solve. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, to put yourself in the headspace of four raccoons. <laughs> pretty tricky because they don't really agree right about a lot of things you know so um do you do anything else besides mystery hunting not really no i I went and saw 20th century women at the alamo what's that is it a movie is it it a film it's a film yeah it's a it's i think it's mike mills uh like from rem i don't wow i don't i didn't even think about that i'm not sure I don't think so. I think it's a person who is has, shares a name, but that well, that would be interesting if it was the same person. What's it about? Uh, it is about. Uh, it's set in the like late seventies, and it is about like what it means to be a person in the seventies. Basically, there's a like a, a like a fifteen year old boy and his mom, and then some other like women around him in his life, and. Um, Different Mike Mills. Different Mike Mills. Okay, um, he's had a long career making movies, so I would have been really surprised if it was also he was also in REM, but who knows? Um, it says here he's made four movies with co-producer Michael Stipe. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was that was what threw me. I was like, grip like Bill like, Barry. Michael Stipe has done a lot of film stuff too. And so. Best Boy Peter Buck. <laughs> Can you name all of the members of REM? I mean, you can now because I just said them. Although you probably don't remember. No, I don't remember them. <laughs> I heard Michael Stipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's the one I knew already, though. I could name the entire cast of Full House. 
Do it. Wait, no, I'm not going to. All gonna, the actors I'm, I'm or not, all the yes, characters? Okay. Both. John Stamos, uh-huh. Bob Saget, uh-huh. Joey Buttafuoco, <laughs> I mean, Dave Coulier, uh-huh. uh, so Candace Cameron, uh-huh. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, uh-huh. Ditchy Severinsen. Uh, I don't know what. This is, this is, there's like, I don't know how to, pr- like, Laurie Laughlin played the... The middle daughter? The No, that was that was Jody Sweeten. Okay. How do you pronounce that? Wow, this is amazing. Yeah, guys. no, this was like some shit, like, you, you you watch a TV show when you're 14, you just absorb this stuff. It's terrible. Okay. Like, for some reason, like, all the things I did when I was 14, I have a perfect memory of, and mm. nothing, like, nothing since. Have you watched the Fuller House? Uh-huh. Is it okay? Yeah, it's all right. Is that the one about it... Buckminster Fuller? Yeah, it's about Bucky. But it's a house made of Bucky balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like so. When I was fifteen, I did a lot of like meth. You just <laughs> programming like uh, demos, yeah, and writing tracker music, just with a TV on the WB in the background. Okay. You know, just like isn't just, that, what, just isn't that the network that Buffy launched on? I believe so. Okay. Just as just as like background noise. Okay. And so like. I associate Full House uh, with uh, making stuff. I was about to say some. You can you can name all of the cast of Buffy, the actors. Yeah, probably. I, my memory is so bad though. And Allison Hannigan, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Chung, <laughs> Brendan Fraser, yeah, <laughs> Brendan uh, Cosby. Uh, let's see here. Cosby Stills. Stills Nash, Nash Bridges. I don't like. I remember the the is Charisma Carpenter the actress or the character? Both. <laughs> <laughs> David Boreanaz was okay, was yeah, Angel. Exactly. John, I would not have James, remembered his name. James Marsden. Marsden yeah. James Marsden. Uh, Anthony Stewart Head was Giles. Right. Uh, Who's also a musician? Okay. Like uh, Mike Mills. <laughs> um, who played Xander? That was that was Brendan Chung. <laughs> Uh, fuck! What was his name? Brandon? Was it? It was. Wasn't it Brandon? <laughs> this is great. I don't remember this it. Is great he, he audio. Was in one of those time loop movies I recommended to you like two years ago. Uh, with shit. time crimes? Not that so one. It wasn't Chrono Criminals. No, it was. It, I don't know. Just Google Xander time loop movie, and you'll probably find it. I saw. Uh, I you know remember. what I can't remember is the name of the woman who played Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Fuck, what is Xander's name? He's the one that we've actually interacted with on the street late yeah. at night. Uh, anyway. Yeah. What have you been up to, Riff? Uh, Just pre- solving Mystery Hunt, watching Full House? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much nothing. It's been too cold and ice around here to really go anywhere. So I've just been chilling. So does... Does it not normally snow in Portland at all? And this year you had like multiple feet of snow. Is that is that accurate? Um, I I haven't really been here long enough to say what's typical. But last year we had snow for one day, and then it, the next day it was gone, and that was it. And this year we've had like a lot of snow, pretty solid for like the last couple weeks. So. Did I ah, lose you guys? Brendan. Oh, there you are. damn it. Oh, oh Nicholas so... Brendan Chung. Yes. Wow. Okay. Nicholas Cage, Brendan Chung. Yeah. <laughs> combined to form Xander Harris. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't like 
no, crazy. No, no. I just was no. could not remember. Kevin, no one thinks you, no one's calling uh, you crazy. I feel crazy a lot. Hmm. One of the people who worked on Frog Fractions Two was called Xander Young, and I my, whenever I type Xander like. Like my fingers just automatically complete to. I, actually, I forget which one now is the him and which one is the character on Buffy. Xander Harris is the character. Yeah, on like my fi- I, my fingers automatically complete with <laughs> you, that. Your so hands like, just so badly was, want to continue writing that fanfic. fanfic. Like, like, yeah. He was <laughs> in the credits for Frog Fractions too. Xander as, Harris. Was? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, but not. But he, Xander Harris didn't work on Frog Fractions too. Okay. My friend Xander was in the credits under the wrong name because <laughs> my. <laughs> Well, no, he could, though. There was that one Halloween where he dressed as a game developer, and sure. then that curse happened, and it turned everybody into what they were dressed as right, for yeah, Halloween. Yep. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. yeah. For, for whatever reason, he and, hung, hung, hung and on And ever since skills. then, I've been a sexy cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you guys want to talk about video games? Sure. Playing them? Making them? Put them in a stew? Why not? So one of the Mystery Hunt puzzles was a uh, text adventure set on a... Uh, so there's a Catan board. Ugh. Hexed, hexed adventure. It's pretty pretty clever. What was true about it? Uh, I didn't actually play it much, uh, but it was, I mean, it was like a, a regular text adventure. You went you went around and you, like, had to solve a bunch of puzzles and then... Uh, Did it, like, try to describe textually, textually the... Uh, the position, like, of all the pieces on the hex grid? Yeah. Like, you, you had to reconstruct what the board looked like, and there were, like, signs in each of the hexes that you could find that gave you information. That I don't actually horrifying. know how the answer fell out. It was... And it was also server-validated. You were ah. playing against... Like, you were, like, getting... Info- so you couldn't just, like, decompile it and get the, like, data out. Um, Every time there's a text adventure in a mystery hunt puzzle, I think, oh, boy, a text adventure. And then I remember it's a mystery hunt puzzle. And so it's like, well, probably what's going to happen here is that this is a 900 by 900 maze that I need to write a computer program to solve. (laughs) And then the correct path will spell out some words. This one was not that. It was definitely something you were meant to play by by hand. Mm. Um, But it had had like 20,000 words of writing in it. It was a lot of writing. It also had a – there was a puzzle that was – that w- I like the idea of, but I had no interest in trying to solve, which was just, here is a list of hands dealt in a game of Seven Wonders, and here's the final score. Do you know what the fucking answer to that what? puzzle was? Mm-mm. Seven Wonders. <laughs> I was like, I saw that, and I was like, that is, the meanest, that is the meanest answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it was, yeah, you had to, like, reconstruct the whole game based on a bunch of like logic puzzle style answers. Uh, no fun. No. No was, fun. Possibility space too large. It isn't really. Like, the, the, no. the game is pretty constrained. But You don't like it because it's always the same and there's nothing you can do. That's not true. I just, I dislike games that feel like you're playing sort of multiplayer solitaire. I love them. Yeah. Yeah, nothing I like better than playing solitaire next to somebody else who's playing solitaire. Occasionally swapping cards with them? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to buy that two of hearts off of you. Here's two more cards. Oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah, yeah that's a good way to... To finish your yeah, game good, of Yeah, a good economy. Play any video games, Jim? I uh, I played some Rock Band. The original? Some, yeah, someone um, uh, donated... And I think that we already had some of these, but... Someone just recently donated their their rock band setup to the maid, and so it was like in a box by the front desk. And so I was I, was, I got 
a bug up my ass about it, and I assembled the drum kit and played, you know, like an hour of... Are for, like, like, Xbox 360? It was Xbox 360, Are you, yeah. like, on staff there? I'm, uh, I run the Tuesday co-working event there, so I'm, right. I think I'm technically a volunteer. Okay. I've but you get key. access cool. to all the stuff. You got a key. Yeah. You could just steal all the video games if you I wanted. Could, I could bring ladies in there and make out. Okay. Well, you made made out. Yes. <laughs> 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 Uh, it's all in the past. Uh, yeah, I, I totally could steal some video games if I wanted to. But you don't want to. No, I, I want them to be you, in that room. You approve of their mission. Yeah, it's a cool mission. Have you ever, what songs did you play on Rock Band? Uh, it was the first, like, tier and a half of songs in the drum campaign. So, like, what So, what was it? It was like, uh, Say It Ain't So, and... Um, Oh, get, help me out here. What were the first? What was the first tier and a half of for drums, man? Creep. I don't remember. Um, Tom Sawyer. Uh, nope. Yeah. How did they? How did they wipe out? These, how did they license these songs? Like these are. I you know they were big for a hot minute there. No, like, no, I think they the, were big, but for Rock Band One, it yeah. was like it was before. It was after Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, Hero was but. The the first Guitar Hero was the one that like they had to like really license. They had to take what they could get. Okay. And Guitar Hero Two was the where they were started to have a budget because the first game was a hit. I see. Uh oh. Um, dead or, wanted dead or alive. Nice. That's a fun one on drums. What what happened to like those games were everywhere for like two or three years and then. Disappeared. I mean, what happened to the pet rock? What happened to miniskirts? I, I do think what that happened like, to bell bottoms? Is, it, I mean, is it just a fad kind of situation? I, I do think that there was there's some to some degree it was like this is just a, a phase people went through, and to some degree it was like I remember being really angry about like just the way Activision was handling the Guitar Hero franchise because they were putting out like two or three games a year, hmm. and I think people that doesn't seem like a thing that norms care about. I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it could be that it could well be that that was just the sensible business move to cash in as much as they could while they could. I mean, because I don't know that I feel like people thought of those as being like a franchise of games, right? So much as it's like, oh, are we gonna play Rock Band? Oh, we're gonna play like, oh, I want to play Rock Band. And this is Rock Band too. It's oh, like okay. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, yeah, like, yeah there's a million version? editions of Trivial Pursuit, but like, what you're doing is playing Rock Band, and that was only cool for like <laughs> a couple years. Yeah, and then everybody wanted their living room back, right? I know I experienced some fatigue where every party at my house for like yeah, two years became a Rock Band party. By default, because even if most of the people who were like, ah, come on, let's not have another rock band party, succeeded in not playing rock band, like someone would show up and start playing rock band, and then it would just be like, all right, now it's just like clang, 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 everywhere for the rest of the night. You could have. So uh, I put the I put the shit away. Yeah. <laughs> so that people couldn't do that anymore. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been one of those people. Yeah. For like two years. I mean, right. And it was like a thing that shy people did instead of like smoking pot and talking to people in the backyard, you know, like, and that oh, was yeah, that's fine. Rock band drums way better than talking to people and smoking pot in the backyard. Yeah, of course. You could also hunt for scorpions out back, though. That is true. Could you? You could, could you, fall in the pool and die because there was no water in it. But if you, but your phone wouldn't get ruined. If you your phone would be okay. enough scorpions with 
uh, star power, could you then play a sick fill? <laughs> no, I mean, killing scorpions the, kill just the pool with scorpions. levels okay. you up, like, in real life, like, you, <laughs> okay. you know, it's like it levels you up as a scorpion hunter. Hmm. Okay. Man, remember when I killed all those scorpions and made armor out of their hide and wore it? <laughs> I do. That was in World of Warcraft, but still. In real life, like it would take a lot of scorpions. It really would. Yeah. And you'd have to kill them pretty carefully, because normally the way that I kill them, there's not much left. <laughs> yeah. Do, do they molt? Yeah, I think so. Yes. You could but find, I've never like, seen I've never seen yeah. a, a skin. Well, okay, yeah, I've seen. What if they molt and then eat their, eat their skins? And whether or not that's like a skin or oh, a real scorpion or just a husk? Scorpion. Yeah. I don't know. What's your favorite rock band song? Um, off the top of my head, I really like. Um, oof, it's a Soundgarden song. It's got this like sick ass quintuplet fill. Um, that I forget, and it's really fun. Is on it Spoon Man. Yes. Okay. Yeah, Spoon Man, amazing fucking song on rock band drums. Is that your favorite rock band instrument? Yes. Okay. That one is the one that seems like it translates most to playing actu- an actual instrument. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, singing like you're literally singing, but like. <coughs> The keyboard is an actual keyboard. Yeah, no, that's true. Like singing is like is different because what they're measuring you on is weird. Is I mean, it's hitting a pitch, pitch, which doesn't matter that actually matter that much when you're singing in a rock band for real, right? Um, Yeah, like I was really good at rock band vocals because I'm just really good at matching hearing and matching tones, but you put me like. You, you try to put those vocals on top of uh, an actual rock track, it'll sound terrible. I, 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 I mean, do you be... like singing karaoke? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either, and I always felt that, like, that was... I would only ever do the rock band vocals if I was by myself in a room. Sure. Like, there was no way that I was going to play it. Like, I got good enough at the guitar that I could just, like... All right, I can play the guitar on expert with whatever song that comes up and like that's yeah. a fun challenge for me and I'm playing a video game. Everybody else is just having a fun social experience and, like the only way that I could stay interested was, like, by doing the version of the thing that I was good at that was hard enough to, like... Yeah, no, I, I played I played Rock Band as a game... Like, Guitar Hero and Rock Band as a game that, like, I was trying... A skill that I was trying to be good at, yeah. as opposed to, like... I, 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 I guess I played, you know, in a... You know, in groups sometimes in, as a social thing, and that's cool, too, but... Saving other people or being saved. Yeah, nice, that was nice. Nice mechanism. <coughs> anyway, you know... Yeah. This actually, and I, like I think this is just because there there was not a lot in the way of like self consciousness to be had when it was like just me and Aaron from the mini bosses playing. But he brought a mic stand, like he just oh, yeah. left a mic stand at my house so that one person could like play bass and vocals at the same time. Um, I did a little that, was, bit of that by my, by myself. Yeah. So did I. Like yeah. that. That was pretty fun, actually, because it was like just like the singing part was just distracting enough, and then yeah. it was like also kind of you felt yeah. more like you were like actually playing a song and singing. Oh, uh, this is this is definitely a, a this is definitely bragging time. There is a an achievement in the first rock band where you have to play through the whole set list in one go, without failing, and you can only do it as a band, not by yourself. Um, and I did that on on expert bass and vocals at the same time. 
the whole set like how many songs is a set list uh the whole the whole soundtrack so it was like 57 songs i think wow yeah man my fingers would have fallen off it took like four hours nice wow yeah that's that that was to play a lot of songs you didn't like uh uh-huh well i mean i it's a video game right like that's the case like i um i think i have a lot more tolerance for different kinds of music than a lot of people do like i will find something to like in a lot of music sure um there were definitely songs i i don't remember what they are but there were definitely songs i hated on that soundtrack but like yeah you you just you want to get the achievements I gotta say, or I do. As much as I really like the Blue Album, "Say It Ain't So" is not one of my favorite songs. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially after playing it for two years, like in a, in a crowd context, like that's. I think that's the 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 one in the easy tier for all four instruments. So it's like one of the most likely. Um, songs that you're going to be hearing a lot because it's easy to play on everything what about uh, like (coughs) opera hero or concert band or something where you're like playing a violin or a timpani or whatever like do you think there's any market for something like that no, I bet there are a bunch. I bet there is like a Bimani game that's a opera game or something like that. Yeah, I mean the singing one you could do, which is existing hardware. I guess you could pretend that a rock band drum set was only had two drums, and that was the <laughs> Tiffany Hero. Yeah, steel drum hero. Yeah, you get like a big plastic ooh, ooh. steel drum. A, like a, a stringed instrument, like a violin hero, would be kind of interesting. Theremin hero. Or you could just get a real violin, man. Yeah, get a real violin and learn. And spend ten years learning to be any good at all. Yeah, just spend ten years <laughs> figuring out how to play a note. Yeah. And then you could. But there could be a lot more jokes about uh, violins in video games. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That makes it worth it. Uh, I also played uh, Cluster Truck. Is that where you throw trucks with your mind? No, that game is called Throw Trucks with Your Mind. Okay. Um, Cluster Truck is a platformer where you are the level takes place on top of a bunch of moving trucks okay and you have like if you in many levels if you just stand on the truck that you're on and stay there you'll just reach the end okay um but the goal is to do it quickly so you're jumping to the truck ahead of you and like the trucks are swerving around and sometimes they crash and flip up into the air and you have to avoid them is it 2d side on or 2D it's a top uh, down? it's a unity physics game Physics abuse game. 3D? 3D, yeah. 3D. Okay. It's, it's, I don't know, it's it's a fun thing. I don't know how long, like, I got pretty frustrated with the randomness of it. Like, even though, as far as I could tell, all the, the trucks take a fixed path every time you try to play a level, it still feels like you're just, to, to beat each level, you're just... Memorizing the level, or memorizing the path they take, and like what, yeah, and like Would praying that a that a crash doesn't go so out of control it destroys the platform you needed or something. Yeah. Huh. And that's it. Yeah, that's a, that's a. I think that's two good examples of video games <laughs> that I played. How many examples of video games that Jim played do you have, Riff? 
Uh, I have no examples of video games that Jim played. I have... Oh, come on, I bet you can name two. Oh, but they've already been named. That's not new. That's not news. Go on. <laughs> I, I, Riff, I bet you could actually name three. Three games that you played? Yeah. Uh, was one of them Frog Fractions 2? No, I have not played Frog Fractions 2 this week. What? Unless you count the assignment, which is basically Frog Fractions 2. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's Jesus. True. Yeah. We'll get to that I had later, no idea though. you were such a ripoff artist. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one new thing I played was an iOS game called, I think it's called Solitarica. Let me just verify that. I've heard a lot of things about this lately. Yeah, Solitarica. It's uh, it's okay. It's imagine like if you remember Sword Sword and Poker. Uh, yeah. Imagine like that setting and theme and sort of gameplay loop and concept, but the actual solitaire game you're playing instead of it being the weird poker grid thing, it is exactly the solitaire from that 3DS solitaire horse racing game. Um, it's okay. I, I think both of those other games are better than it, but it's Is there it's also a, a phone game that is just the horse racing part? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, not, not to my knowledge, anyway. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fine. I played through, I don't know, uh, probably like a dozen or so hands of it before putting it down. And I did not delete it from my phone, so I may play some more of it in the future. But, you know, it's cute, and it's not free-to-play. It's just like three or four bucks. I'm trying to buy it, but my phone, my iTunes account, is constantly locking me out because of the internet being fucked up when I try to buy things. Man, this turned to shit in a big hurry about six months ago, and now nothing ever works. I had to change all my passwords... Yep. Had to verify everything like 40 times. I How many times a day would you say you have to type your iTunes password into your phone? Zero. Yeah, zero. So I would say that I probably have to type my iTunes password into my phone 10 times a day on average. Wow. Because I have no fucking idea what's popping up the dialogue to ask me for my password. Do you, maybe you have some sort of... Uh, malware on like, my phone? But not just one like company's malware, like 10 different malware organizations a day all right, trying to get fighting, your password. I'm fighting malware. Do I still want to buy Solitarica for three ninety nine? Fuck yes, I do. So, oh, hey, thanks. Hey, guys, guess what? It wants my iTunes password again. <laughs> so Solitarica on the Android Play Store is free, so I bet it's a uh, not the game you were talking about, but a ripoff. Hmm. So I'll, I'll play that and talk hmm. about that next week. Okay. Like the time I talked about Fallout Shelter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anything else, Riff? You having fun no, with Solitarica? That, nothing that was, nothing that was else? Right. Nothing else new. I, I've started playing. I went back to uh, uh, Undertale, and I'm most of the way through that. And, you know, just random bits and other things. Seems like a lot of people picked up Undertale in the past week. Yeah, for some reason. which is making me. Think I about think it was it. because I, like, um, there was the the big finale at GDQ was an Undertale oh, yeah. speedrun, so a lot of people uh, skipped watching that because they hadn't finished the game yet. I see. I sort of need as penance to lock myself into a room and finish that game. I really don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't need to. 
You don't it's, think so? It's only yeah. supposed to be like five hours long. Yeah, it's yeah. not long. It was. It turned out to be it, a lot shorter than I thought. Did you beat it? Yeah, I did. All right. And you think I wouldn't get anything out of it? I mean, it yeah, it was all right. You know, it got had it did some cool stuff. It was funny in parts, but like I, 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 I would love to. I, I still haven't had a chance to do this. I'd love to sit down with somebody who thought it was life changing and like like go over what. Yeah, was, no, I I certainly wouldn't say it's life changing. I think it's extremely well written and and very funny, and I think the mechanics mesh well with what the story is trying to say. But uh, yeah. So I think it's very successful at, at what it set out to do, but I wouldn't call it the Citizen Kane of video games. Right. I would call it maybe like, I don't know, what's 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 the big famous extremely heartwarming and good movie? Like the Forrest Gump of video games or something? You know what, Zach? Given that you're making a funny RPG, game. maybe you should play it. That's, what, that's my point, right? Because uh, yeah. I feel like it's... I feel like we're trying to launch a game into a market that Undertale probably made ripe for what we're doing, and I have nothing but, like, okay. derision and, like, lack of knowledge yeah. to bring to the table as far as Undertale goes. All right, yeah. Like, I don't want to accidentally make any of the same jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I have... So I have these, like, sick skeletons that talk in fonts, and they're named after the fonts they talk in. Uh-huh. Is that... Is that anything? So no, Times New Roman yeah. and Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a skeleton named Cooper Black, and he makes barrels, and he talks in a really nice font. Does he have a cat Does named the, Garfield? The, the gamble, the guy that gambles on fruit, apple chancery. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Okay. Um, um, what's that font that... Uh, Colin Northway is obsessed with Algerian. Oh, Algeria. Yeah, yeah. there's this one skeleton from Algeria. Um, My okay, favorite what font is, the... is Cool Vedica. The... Cool Vedica? Cool Gre- Vedica, it's good. Okay. The What's the Greek restaurant font? Uh, I can't Cause think of papy- not papy- Papyrus is like the Avatar font, and that's actually one of the Undertale ones. Yeah, right? that's like the, yeah. the Indian restaurant font. Yeah. Um, um, guys, I think you all mean typefaces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Font is where the holy water is kept. Is is this a is this a typeface nerd? Oh, thing? I'm sure it is. Font I don't is like I the drawer know. that the typeface is in, or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> the typeface is the oh, letter like forms, and the font is the yeah. Yeah, font stories. I uh, used a uh, <laughs> when I was doing like a. Chrono Trigger style dialogue window in Frog Fractions too. I was looking for a like an appropriate RPG font, and I ended up using this like public domain like recreation of the Chrono Trigger font, which I later found out was a like itself a ripoff of Chicago. So I reused that same font in the uh, uh, Macintosh interface part of the game. That uh, was the Carmen Sandiego thing. Yeah, was that the Macintosh interface? Yeah, Mermaid Skeleton. Is that that's also a font? Or Ariel. Oh, oh good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the best skeleton. Right. <laughs> Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of code in place for the fucking checkbox that I insist on having in <laughs> West of Loathing that puts all the text in Ariel. Like all the all the UI text and all the well, dialogue text. Why does that require code? Well, because Unity's text handling is terrible. Oh. Um, 
I, I bet there's an asset store plugin you could have. Eh, I don't th- know. They're all kind of the, yeah. medium. <laughs> yeah, I I've agreed that Kevin should be allowed to pick the font because I understand on some level that Arial is not the best font, but it's just the best font for me. I think you call that it's my favorite font. Uh-huh. Um, I was having some trouble because I was trying to type in a bunch of uh, periodic table elements for you for uh, for possible future puzzle purposes and the periodic table that i was looking at was in Arial, so i could not tell often if they were capital i's or lowercase <laughs> l's uh, because they are the same in Arial, which is one of the primary advantages of using Arial if you're trying to have a license plate that dashboard <laughs> that police dashboard cams cannot identify did you ever see one of those license plates that was just like oh zero oh 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 zero zero no. oh that's, that's pretty good I've also I've often thought like what happens if you get a license plate and like add some dirt to it dirt to it so that it looks like it's a different set of numbers mm. is that illegal? I think probably. Well, it's just dirt. Like people get dirt on their cars all the time. Sure. I remember I mean, seeing somebody. To... I was going to say like who it was, but how about I don't. I remember seeing somebody, like, apply some grease to their license plate. Grease is even better, yeah. Yeah, like, to hide that the registration had expired. Sure. Just, like, make it a little, make the year blobby. I don't think that they just look at that. I think they run your plate. Okay. Well, then why do you just put the stickers on at all? Hmm. I don't know. I, uh, I got a, I got a ticket over New Year's because uh, I had never installed uh, a front plate on Melissa's car and Wait, uh, why did you get a ticket it's Melissa's car I was driving uh, and also there was uh, her front windows are tinted because she bought the car in Arizona and everybody's windows are tinted right and apparently both of those things are ticket worthy although it was not a ticket for money it was a ticket where you have 30 days to correct the problem and then show any officer of the peace and get them to sign off on it Hmm. And I'm actually, I have no idea where to get an officer of the peace to yeah. look at my car. Because the, there are no, there are never any fucking cops in San Francisco. Yeah, it's weird, right? You never see police in San Francisco. There's like a police station like a block from my house. And Could I you just go to the police Rob station and <laughs> say, hey guys, can you come out and look at my car? I maybe. Oh, I'm sure you could. That's, actually, that's what I'm thinking of doing. But yeah. it just seems weird. One, once I was walking, <laughs> they're like, you like, what? they're like, you, you parked illegally to show us this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> once I was walking in the tenderloin and I saw a sign on a building saying t- saying tenderloin police, which is pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I have a friend who it, lives it in uh, who lives in. God, where it's like at the cardboard box no i i'm trying i i'm trying to i'm trying to remember if you lived in moon or beaver <laughs> but it was definitely one of those two and the and the police car said you know either moon police or beaver police i think it was moon i think you lived in moon township <laughs> i i can that's, i conflate yeah, the two good. i conflate the two because uh-huh. these two these two places are near each other so there's a highway sign that says moon beaver with two arrows <laughs> man what if you lived in a town called him. thought or fashion <laughs> or grammar <laughs> i remember every time i saw like 
in the years after the uh, Star Wars prequels came out, every time I saw a car that said Mesa Police on the side of it, I would say, Mesa Police! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, often people thought that was funny. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, I played... I finished Glittermitten Grove. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Uh, but I didn't figure out how to get to the... Whatever happens if you do whatever you're supposed to do in the... Cre- like, there's apparently like a post-credits sequence to this video game that I just don't... I am afraid that I made it so the only way to get to it is to play the entire end game again, and I don't want to. <laughs> okay. Um... So what did you did it you just be, quit to the it title be screen? That. Yeah, I quit to the title screen out of the credits. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, you're supposed to fast forward. I didn't know you could. Oh. There's a button button that appears in the bottom right. Oh. Where it's the the same interface. The, yeah, the joke is like uh, I, I don't want to ruin the joke. Anyway, you okay. fast forward through the credits. Um <coughs> you can um if I remember right, you have to replay the uh, the part where the ghost is chasing you. Is okay. that the part you don't want to replay? Eh, they'll be okay with that. Uh, if you, you since you have the water word, oh, you can just skip right to the last part of the. Uh, I didn't realize that was like a permanent unlock. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That whole sequence was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm really proud of the ending the the ending of that game mechanically like i feel like it's uh not doesn't really quite work narratively cuz there's no narrative in that game <laughs> that's but, great though okay <laughs> i man man do i want more games with no story <laughs> i'm still kind and of what stories what stories there are shouldn't have endings <laughs> okay all right i'm still kind of waiting for the full mac release cuz i don't want to spoil myself sure sure when's that going to happen uh working on it um, are you working on it, or are you like Jonathan Blow working on it, where you're mostly making your own new programming language, uh, <laughs> not working on the Mac release of your video game? Uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, I have at the very least sent out beta test builds to random people, like getting feedback back. It seems like it's mostly ready. It was the main thing that was holding you up was the Mass Effect Two save importer thing. Right? That's the thing that is well, still busted. Yeah, Every, everything else. Right? What and that? Then. Yeah, that that we have taken care of. Like all the rendering seems to be um, up to snuff at this point. It, it's. Did you have to make sprites that were the BIOS letters? I found like an image online that was like a uh, a dump of the uh, of the. Uh, the font and did Unity store those as in like native res or did you have to did you have to pixel for pixel up res them to big textures? I I set the image to import uh, with n- with nearest neighbor filtering. Okay, so that made the pixel square. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's. Yeah, there was there was something that broke about that, but I forget what it was. It didn't really affect anyway. It it's not optimal, but yes, yeah. You set it to nearest neighbor, neighbor filtering, and it'll scale up uh, with big squares instead of with blurry pixels. I played some more Witcher Three, but nothing nothing interesting happened in it. It's just okay. more more stuff. I leveled up a bunch of times, got some skill points, fought a wraith, you know, you know that kind of thing. Did you did you do any dialogue trees? Yeah, a lot of them. 
Um, something that The Witcher 3 does that I does not bother me at all, but I always feel guilty when I make stuff that does this. If you say that, like, it is a completely flat dialogue tree structure. Like, you have a menu, and the menu is, have this conversation, have this conversation, open the store, leave. And you can just keep having the same conversation over and over again. And, like, when you go back to the person... 30 seconds later, they don't remember that they've talked to you before. And that's fine. And it's so much work to make it not like that. Yeah. And I don't think anyone cares. I think it's something that just people, people do accept. Yeah. It, there is so much video game in the Witcher three and the fact that it is all voice acted just seems to me to be just like such a tremendous waste of effort <laughs> like because you never actually want to let the yeah, voice out no, I don't care out. the only thing that I ever want is to skip I want to read all the text as fast as I can and then hit hit the space bar to skip to the end of it so it's like it's like like that's what all of your voice acting sounds like to me <laughs> bear seek seek lest <coughs> did you do that in firewatch no, you can't do that in Firewatch. What do you mean? Can you skip dialogue in Firewatch? Yeah, if you put the... Can't you? If you put the subtitles on, just hit spacebar a bunch. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think you can. Okay. I don't know. But in Firewatch, it wasn't... Like, in Firewatch, dialogue isn't stopping you from moving around and stopping you from interacting with things in the world, yeah. and that's a yeah, huge yeah. distinction. Yeah, yeah. That's a big... I, I remember... I really loved Prince of Persia Sands of Time and all almost all the storytelling that game did was like conversations between you and your you know uh, AI co-op partner basically while you were running around the level yeah uh, and I loved that stuff and I remember like the Prince of Persia game that they made in like 2008 which was like sort of a an attempt at a reboot um, they didn't have any of that and what they had instead was that like you could you could choose to sit there and have conversations with Elika. Somehow I remember that character's name. Um, and you could have a bunch of these and you'd get a bunch of lo- the lore backstory of the game and, like, why not just play these conversations while I'm fucking playing the game? Like, why do I have to sit there and listen to this stuff? So I guess that's an advantage of voice acting that I hadn't thought about. Like, if it's not being also presented to you as text, which is better than yeah. voice acting in terms of getting through it quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the advantages of text is that you go through it at your own pace. I guess that's only for me that it's better, right? Not everyone reads faster than they can hear. Faster than they can listen to speech, I guess. Is that I true? Mean, probably everyone does. I but, think almost... But not everyone... Not everyone wants to consume that kind of stuff that way. I mean, yeah. the fact that, like, subtitles are off by default in a lot of things leads me to believe that, like, okay, some people don't want this. Or people are like, we spent a lot of money on this VO. We should fucking force people to <laughs> to listen to it. So we'll just hide we'll hide the easier version from them by default. Yeah. I also bought uh, on 
like some midweek Steam sale Stellaris, which is a thing that I'd been intending to buy for a long time because I've heard, oh, it's this grand scale strategy game like uh, Crusader Kings 2, but it's actually accessible. And then, boy, is it like as complicated as the most complicated 4X game I don't want to play. <laughs> like, just right out the gate. Um, it didn't seem to be like punishing me for not knowing what was going on, so I might keep playing it, but man, do you have a lot of fucking... Like, you start the game with, like, a lot of units to control and a lot of... Like, there were tutorial pop-ups that would tell you to do a thing, and, like, while you were in the middle of reading a tutorial pop-up, another, like, event would occur, and it was like, hey, here's a thing that you ought to know about, and then it would tell you about that in a different pop-up window, and then when you close that and then close the tutorial thing, then the next tutorial thing would pop up, and it would tell you about, like, maybe what you were supposed to have known before that other thing popped up. Doesn't, like, it... It doesn't do the thing where it's like, all right, you're only allowed to click on this in this interface until the tutorial's over or the game won't advance, which I get that people like are frustrated by that and that's thought of as bad design, but man, do I wish that like a lot of that UI just wasn't there until they explained what it was. You know? Because you can opt out of the tutorial and then you would end up in exactly the same situation that, that I was in, but like it's so hard to get a handle on like what like basic resources are and stuff and like what kinds of things are likely to be important and like man i like i have no so i know that alexis kennedy wrote a chunk of content for this game i have no idea what a chunk of content for this game is <laughs> because right now what this game is is like just an incredibly granular 4x game and, like, that is not what I was expecting it to be at all. Like, my impression of Crusader Kings 2 is that it was largely just, like, you made some decisions about the way that you were, like, managing your lands or whatever, and then it just kind of told you stories about stuff that was happening between between the people on your side and the people on the other sides. And I was like, oh, that seems cool in, like, a sci-fi context. But no, this is just, like, send this survey ship to this planet, and this planet has these resources on it. So now send a construction ship there to build a mining outpost or whatever. And I was expecting it to be a lot, like, sort of higher-level decision-making and, like, a lot more kind of abstracted out, specifically because... This is, like, a game where there's a lot of story and a lot of writing, and, like, man, does it not feel like that so far. It's, I just, you know, I need a way into it. I'm not, I don't mean to be overly critical of it, because I believe that it is good, but it's just, I was not expecting this insanely crunchy 4X game, and I guess that's on me to have not been expecting that. It sounds like it should have taken a cue from Star Control 2 and given you a combat cyborg I never even got to any combat I have no idea if they're I have no idea what the combat is like I don't know if there's strategic combat or not they should 4x games should definitely let you like check off which X's you actually want to be involved with <laughs> yeah I mean I, I think that I mostly just wasn't expecting this to be a 4x game in that regard like it does definitely have some like high level things like you can zoom out to the galaxy map so like you can click on a science ship and you can say survey this asteroid survey this planet now survey this moon or you can zoom out to the galaxy map right click on a star and say survey every world in this system and then it will just go and do that over the next like 15 minutes 
while you're playing, and like that kind of thing seems fine. And the game might gradually like become coarser in terms of your immediate control as the scale of your empire and the scale of the stories that are being told in the game increases, which would be awesome. I mean, what would be awesome is if you could play an entire game that was like the first 30 turns of Civilization, right? Like, it's a game that is like that, even though you now have a empire, like a globe-spanning set of cities, but you're still making the same number and caliber of decisions that you were in the beginning when you were playing the fun part of a game of Civilization. And maybe this game does that, and I just was not noticing it, but... Yeah, I need to give it some more time. I'm curious if any listeners have played this and found a way into it in a way that makes it not just Master of Orion again. I'd love to hear it. What was the name of it? Stellaris. Hmm. But you liked Master of Orion. Yeah, I mean, I liked it when I was 19 and didn't, you know, had more time than money and, like, could play a 4X game for real. And I always played it on easy, you know? And I got kind of bored when when I had 30 colonies and it was like, well, I really don't want to pick what building, like, a Master of Magic too, like, I don't really want to pick what buildings all of these things do. Like, this was fun two or three times, and now I just want to say like, alright, I'm going to put the Chancellor in charge of these cities. Like, you have a pretty good idea of what I like to build. At this point in my life, I've sent enough international wire transfers that when I hear 4X, my mind immediately assumes the person speaking means foreign exchange. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's Why have you sent so many international wire transfers? Oh, because I worked with a guy in New Zealand to... Because uh, you're buying a lot of prescription drugs yeah. from India? Uh, from from New Zealand. Mm, okay. Yeah. What kind of drugs do they have there? I, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> drugs Kiwis. Upside, upside down. Hobbit. Pellets. Mm. One Hobbit rings. milk. Yeah. Hobbit milk. Hobbit milk. Okay. That's what they call Potatoes. it. Potatoes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can buy those here. What? Oh. I didn't know yeah, they were been, illegal in this I, state. I, you know, I was freaked out when I realized that kiwi birds weren't the size of the kiwi fruit. Mm. That was weird. I mean, do you think they're not like green at some inside? point? <laughs> Mine, I hope they are. How big are they? They're more like, like a foot tall. Okay, so I mean, at a certain point, they're the size of like, are there eggs the size of kiwis and brown and furry? <laughs> I think that's what you buy at the grocery store. Hmm. Do you ever see eggplant uh, when it's in the form that is why it's called eggplant? No. <laughs> no. Like as an eggplant is growing, it is like a white egg-sized thing. Oh, weird! Wow. On a plant, I had no idea. And then it turns into a giant swollen purple disgusting nightmare that tastes <laughs> terrible uh, but for a while it looks like an egg <laughs> huh. does it have a chicken inside yeah, I mean it, you could put one in there okay like a little like a little plastic chicken yeah that'd be pretty funny actually if you just if you did a prank where you had a bunch of little plastic chickens and you just injected them into all the eggplants in the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> Or you just squirted a bunch of, like, sort of blood and tissue and veins uh, into them and said, oh, these are fertilized eggplants. Uh, <laughs> just, God. Uh, those were all the video games I played. What about you, Kevin? 
I have not played anything new. Uh, you you had suggested that I check out Zip Zap. Oh yeah. Well, I played some cool. of that too. Yeah, I played a lot of Zip Zap. Also, forgot. Um, and I've played like a fair bit of Slither IO. I guess uh, it is a fun game unless there is lag, in which case it is just absolute fucking garbage. That uh, sounds about right. I would say that seventy five percent of the time there is lag, so. It is mostly garbage. That reminds me of a Metafilter link that I saw that I watched for quite a while that was interesting called astronaut.io. Hmm. If you go to astronaut.io, it is the background of the webpage is a loop of video footage from the ISS. So it's just you're like orbiting the Earth very, very quickly. And the foreground is it randomly selects YouTube videos with zero views and plays them for a few seconds and there's a button that you can hit if you want to keep watching it but otherwise it'll just move on to another one a few seconds later because there are just like thousands of youtube videos uploaded per second and a lot of them are like so the things that i saw a bunch of were auto uploaded video from like infrared hunting cameras so there's a lot of just like black and white ir footage of like deer snuffling around what um and there's a lot of videos of, like, high school sports events and stuff. And apparently, according to the people on Metafilter, like, a lot of people on Metafilter were like, there were a lot of cockfights. Like, like, a lot of the video, chickens. like, once a minute, a cockfighting video would come up. And I remembered, oh, right, this is a random sampling of what people are doing. People are fucking horrible. Like, huh. It, it was really neat. Like, I, I saw it and I thought... Uh, I'll click on that, and then ended up watching it for way longer than I thought I would. Like, yeah, that, just... that sounds like a really interesting way to pass the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like real channel surfy, but more like channel surfing the human experience. Yeah. Astronaut.io, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. For all your cockfighting needs. I like I mostly saw like I would say that every third video was a hunting camera video. I like, feel like that that's got to be like some setting that's by default on this like yeah, like some some like pop, popular like internet enabled camera. Yeah. It's like also post this to YouTube, type in your YouTube credentials and that's just running for months yeah. without people like really understanding that it's happening or remembering that it's happening. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like when somebody sets up something to like whenever I can tell when one of my friends like acts like who doesn't really use Twitter, but I follow on Twitter has like set up some sort of Twitter integration that they don't realize they've done because it they would not choose to post these garbage abbreviated things to Twitter all the time. Yeah. Kevin, do you remember Twitter? I've heard of it. There used to be these really cool word puzzles <laughs> that would happen. Every weekday, like me and all my friends had so much fun solving them. That sounds that sounds great. I miss that guy. I wonder what happened to him. He's probably in some cabin in the mountains somewhere. Yeah. With a beard. Well, shall we talk about the assignment? Sure. Jim, I think you're the one who has things to say about this assignment. So this is a game I played when I was a kid. Um and then a game you made as an adult. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah, so the people who played the assignment probably noticed 
some similarities between this game and the game I ended up making. And that was more like Convergent Evolution than anything. Um, you guys just both had the same idea at the same time, except that one was 30 years earlier. Right. <laughs> so this is a game where you, you run around in a maze with the uh, autocorrect skate mechanic. Um, if you just Wait, watch... What, is, what does that mean, autocorrect skate? Oh, it's mechanic. something from Frog Fractions 2. Okay. <laughs> did you play it? Not yet. Okay. No, I mean, did you play this the assignment? Yeah. So, um, so that holding right doesn't necessarily just, just, just go zip, right. Zip, it follows walls. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was yeah. that was a um, mechanic I added to Frog Fractions too because I thought it was funny. Like it, it's it's sort of helpful, but it's also sort of annoying. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's parts like, of the game. There's parts of Frog Fractions too that you can't win without like that. You, like I, I don't know if that's literally true, but like it, in, in some getting case, through that laser grid, I thought yeah. you couldn't do it without the. Auto if you grid. hold both up and right at the same time, no. you can. Um, anyway, um, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, or if you use a gamepad. Um, so, like, I in, that's the case in this game as well. Like half the time, I mean, it's, it's actually kind of even more necessary with this sort of maze design because it's so convoluted. Yeah. Um, but you have, but you you need to be careful to not rely on it too much because if you, you'll just like wander right into like a an enemy and die right and that stuff and is again. frustrating yeah. um, but like you wander around this maze and you touch things and find out what they do yeah um, and collect ammo one piece at a time yeah and occasionally you'll hit a mini game um, the first of which is like a a quiz where you meet. Uh, the, a character named the Chocolate, Chocolate Fiend, Fiend, and like you have yeah. to, it's it, it's it's a little bit, you know, the, the questions are designed in kind of a funny subversive way. Um, but then there are a lot of jokes like, "What sex is the Chocolate Fiend?" And you're if you don't say female, it says you're an idiot, you know, because women really like chocolate. There's a lot of things like that too, where it's just like this is just not interesting commentary. Um, but. Um, yeah, like this is something that really like resonated with me as a kid because just because it was just like it's really weird. It's really weird, yeah. constant novelty throughout. Um, and it and also it's like clearly the product of a person, right? Like it is yeah. the product of a a person's weird sensibilities, and to have that come through in something like that, like in so I feel like a lot of games of this vintage had that same sort of snarky text voice in the text, yeah. but this one has it in the gameplay, which is unusual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a game that's not afraid to, like, to play a joke on the player, um, which is, like, not always a pleasant experience, but is... Have you ever been misled? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The Chocolate Fiend thing... I mean, because it was like an ASCII art person and about chocolate was real candy box. Yeah, sure. I guess so. Evocative. Yeah, I didn't really think about that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. Uh, and there's, then there's like a foot, like a soccer game God, simulation. A football manager. Fucking damn it, that is the it's like most good. ridiculous. So like... You, you. I was just a little spoiled on it because you had said earlier that like what you do, you just always put your like excellent players in until they get you know like that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he, but he was saying that about the Dota, the Dota manager thing, game right. in Frog yeah, Fractions yeah. too, not the right. Well, but it's like I was like, oh yeah, this uh, this is <laughs> sounds familiar. <laughs> but then uh, when you you eventually get past that, and then you ha- like you get to a quiz where it asks you about specific stuff. 
to like really specific stuff, like which players scored goals or whatever. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, you have to remember, remember like this? this 15 minutes ago, this soccer match that you saw flash by you. Yeah. You have to 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 know which players scored for which teams. It's it's and, and you're not Ugh. choosing from a list. You're typing in their names. Yes. What? <laughs> oh my god. I'm I'm glad I didn't get that far. <laughs> I did not get I did not get past that. That's yeah, what I, no, that's I, what I got like stuck. I I kind of love it. And it's like it. procedural, right? I mean, yeah. like you actually have to have been Yeah, yeah it's the, like the man. the maze generation is being procedural too. Like what like I played a maze and like every time you would start that up, it would like be a different maze. Wait, with, what what are you talking about? So in a maze, the like the other one. The other one. Yeah. So there was a there was like a a base structure to the w- the way that the maze was designed, but then there were all of these like choke points which were either on or off which changed how you navigated through the maze. That I don't think is true for insanity. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. Like, like that is a clever way of like making it different each time you play. So well the the I assume that the, the zip file I sent you Zach is what ended up into the show notes last time. I forgot to post the show notes last time. Okay. Well I couldn't find them after I So like there's a there's a zip file that like it's up from myabandonware.com that contains insanity and it also contains an earlier version of insanity called a maze. Yeah. And it's like a a maze of like half the size in both dimensions and there are none of them mini games. Um and so it's it's actually really interesting to like look at these two games, like look at one of these games as an evolution of the other, both in terms of like uh, what it adds, and apparently I didn't know this, what it subtracts. Well, and there's like there's I think there are way more enemies in a maze too. Yeah, it's it's more of an action game, and the action stuff in Insanity is not, not it's not great. Not great. Yeah. I mean, I kind of felt that way about ZZT. Like oh, I yeah. think the thing that the thing that the the place where ZZT failed to actually capture my attention in a meaningful way is that I didn't think that the action sequences of it were yeah. suited. Right? Yeah, when, no, when like, the minimum amount of space that an enemy can move is the entire width of the player character, like, that is just... It's, it's too difficult for there to be any sort of nuance in what's happening yeah. with the action, and so... I mean, like, not... You know, not like meaning wise, but there's, it's just, it's not good. It's like, it's like, you can't do tile based real time stuff, I don't think, and have it feel good. And not, not in this way anyway. Like, and certainly I don't think the combat in Frog Fractions 2 is great. But it's also, you, Frog Fractions 2 has the advantage of being made like post Super Meat Boy. (laughs) So immediate respawn and try again. Right. That makes it okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a huge part of the design. Yeah, I so I, this game Insanity has a uh, the shareware version, which is the one I played back in the day, and I would love to register this game now. Like, I would love to just like find the person who made this and give him ten bucks. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Um, what if he's dead? I would just put ten bucks on his grave. Nice. Let's find it. Yeah. Um, so and I can take that ten bucks. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> uh, it the shareware version had a thirty minute time limit, which, um, like I actually I I played this game enough that I beat it in that time. Like it it's actually makes it a really interesting constraint when it's an arcade. It's it's like a a, a game you have to play a bunch to to get anywhere in it anyway, just to learn how it works. And so like adding that additional constraint. Like actually, it fits perfectly with the game design. 
Like, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. That's like like a like an Infocom text adventure game where you're not expected to to get it to to win your first time through. You're expected to learn how everything works and then do a new playthrough with all that knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, speaking of which, I saw last night um, on Twitter, and I don't remember who posted this, but I'll try and track it down for the show notes. This news. It wasn't a news segment. It was like a segment from a TV show, a British TV show in 1985 that was about like microcomputer stuff. And there was a, they like took a camera crew through Infocom's offices and interviewed oh, people who were working on Spellbreaker. And so it was like, this is what it looked like working at Infocom in 1985. Oh, and awesome. it was, yeah, it was, it was neat to see. There's definitely something about looking at. I, when you use a when you're doing programming nowadays or when I am at least it mentally feels a lot like doing programming 20 years ago but if you look at the actual physical hardware you're using it's yeah, enormously were, different they were they were doing development on like what looked like TRS-80s yeah. like full like the monitor built into the thing like like bad keyboards like yeah also it's hard to say, like, this is what it looked like at the Infocom offices on the day when a camera crew was coming through to interview everybody. Like, <laughs> right. everyone was wearing a tie. And I don't know, and <laughs> wow. I just don't know if that is a thing that happened at Infocom in 1985. Because, I mean, like, I feel like I've read accounts that, like, they, like, many of them, no, you know what? I was going to say, I've read accounts that, like, many of them were stoned all of the time. But that was not Infocom, that was Atari. Right. Which was in San Francisco. Like, Maybe I don't know. Did MIT? Did MIT people in the '80s wear ties? Uh, I don't know. People at Harvard dressed up a lot more than MIT when in the '90s. In the '90s, yeah. But '90s man, fucking Kurt Cobain came along. And was like, it's okay for everybody to just wear a t-shirt, <laughs> even girls. <laughs> that was Kurt Cobain's message to the masses. <laughs> but it was too beautiful for this world, so we had to kill him. <laughs> I. I bet, like, people's desks were a lot cleaner than normal, too. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll try to track that video down. It was it was interesting to me to watch. Yeah. What are we going to do for our next assignment? A game from after the 80s. And after the 90s. And after the 2000s. Gasp. Oh, right. Wait. I, I forgot which one we were actually oh, doing. Oh, me too. It's, it's Papo Eo. Oh, Papo Eo. Yeah, Papo okay. Yeah. That we were going to do Ori in the Blind Forest, but Riff won't get a real computer. Sorry. Or a real console. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Papo Eo, which is a... It's art. It's art. Yep. Marriage of theme and mechanics. Gonna, gonna play it. Gonna have feelings about our <laughs> abusive alcoholic dads. For once. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't think any of us have abusive alcoholic dads. No. Well, that's as far as I know. No, mine was just alcoholic. Okay, but not abusive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me, probably me too. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Yours is just a golfer. You don't drink on the golf course. Oh, you totally drink on the golf course. Oh, okay. There's, that's what the country club is for. That it sounds dangerous. Mm. Can you get a DUI in a golf cart? Uh, not on the golf course itself. If you took it out on the open road. Is there a GUI in a golf cart, or do you just have to issue commands via terminal? <laughs> huh. 
There's a lot of like bashing a going on. Command, so. <laughs> it's a command, command line. God, what if, <laughs> what if that had been the dominant interface paradigm for cars? What if cars had been invented in like the late 70s and the way and they were all computerized and the way that you controlled them was you had to w, issue like logo, w, logo w. commands. You just had to program, <laughs> you had to program your car in logo. S, S, Yeah. WASD. When did WASD? WASD feels like a 1990 so, thing. Um, Quake launched the Quake in 1996. Quake was the the game that brought mouse look to prominence, and it wasn't the default. It wasn't even a toggle in the options. You had to go into the console and yeah. type a command to make mouse look be on by default. I so, remember Marathon had Mouse Look, and I think it had WASD. I don't know when it came out it. In, in comparison to other things. Marathon was like 94. I mean, Doom, you could do, you could turn on Mouse Look. But but, but you, you the, still the had the y-axis, arrow keys. Well, you're right, right. You couldn't look up and down, right? Yeah, I mean, it was but just... But the, the Y-axis moved you forward and moved you back. Forward, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I've, I've people have written, like, utilities to disable... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kevin is miming moving forward with the mouse. It's right. horrifying. He's just like, well, I, yeah, if you want to run backwards, just pretend that you're a cat and you've just taken a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, like and and if you're trying to aim with the mouse, you're accidentally moving forward and back while you're doing it. It's infuriating. Yeah. Like that's another like thing that I think it really dropped the ball on. Um, yeah, get it together, Carmack. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, like the ending of Rage. Um, but I, I, I so I, I consider Wait, did, like do you, what do you know about the ending of Rage? I, play, I, I finished Rage. Did you? I. I played it and didn't hate it. Yeah, it's and fine. I don't really understand why it's so reviled. Yeah, you but know, I also didn't. Com- I didn't continue playing it. I think I. Got- yeah, no, it's fine. It's a fun. It's it's okay. You know, it's a decent first person shooter, but that's all it is. But it like, ends badly. It just doesn't have like a climactic fight at the end. It just like you reach the end of the corridor and then the, the ending cutscene plays. That seems good. I mean, I was actually into it. I was like, I want this game to be done. So. Don't, please don't make me fight a big boss. My experience of it was just like, well, there's a lot of places for me to poke into and containers for me to open, but none of them have anything in them that changes anything about the game. So I didn't, I wasn't excited about. Yeah. Did Did you remember that there were racing segments? No. Like, a, like a third of that game is racing. Oh boy, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that might have been why I quit playing. I might have gotten to a race and been like, nope. I'm no good at this. Yeah. Is there also a cage section? Section. Not that I remember. So you mean like a, a shark? I'm sorry, ca- I'm, my brain yeah. is like totally. Yeah. Would it, yeah. Would it be like a shark cage kind of a thing? Could like, be. Yeah. Sure. Or Nicholas Cage. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. There's one part where you just have to co- collect a bunch of rags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think of Quake as being the uh, where where Wazdi came to prominence. Um, so 1996, but it totally like I, I also totally believe that like uh, Bungie invented that shit with Marathon, and it nobody might, knows about it because nobody played Marathon. <laughs> it might also be that just because Marathon had configurable keys, my friends and I independently worked out that WASD was a good place to put your left hand. It's right. weird though because it's not that great. Like 
we're used to it, right? It's but kind of where your left hand sort of falls. It's like near the home row. Sort of. It's off by one. I mean, like would you, I've also I've seen people do ESDF. ESDF, yeah. But if you do WASD, then you can use the like shift and control as modifiers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could use Z as a modifier if you were doing ESDF. It's true. I just I don't think I don't know that I believe that there's anything inherent about it. I, like mouse look and left hand operating arrow keys is the more like left hand operating some sort of directional keys is the more important. I'm a little surprised there, that it didn't it didn't you didn't end up just having your hands over here to the left of the like your fingers on like the fingers on the arrow keys. The numpad yeah, I mean there I mean th- like there being other keys that you could hit with your left hand to activate things and stuff was critical, I think, mm. but didn't have to be wasdy, right? Yeah. Could have been one, two, three, four. <sighs> Man, mm-hmm. what if it had just been- everything was VI keys? Oh like- my god, HJKL. <laughs> Did is there a joke in Frog Fractions two about VI movement being enabled? The joke is that um, you can put the time machine in VI mode or DDR mode, <laughs> and the difference that makes is whether the up or the down arrow is on the left or the right. Because I see. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I it's at VI mode activated, and I immediately started trying to move my character around. Yeah. Using sorry. J- not J- not like not like yeah. that. No. I was, <laughs> which I don't even use that in VI. I use the arrow keys in right. VI because I never, I never really internalized it. But uh, Rock Fractions Two is a good video game. I'm glad you liked it. Everyone should buy Glittermint and Grove, and then play it. Buy four copies of Glittermint and Grove. One for every member of your family. Get a bigger family, fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to play... Papa Eo. Papa Eo. Uh, guys, do you know who this episode of Video Games Hot Dog was brought to us by? No. Who? Our generous Patreon backers. Oh, Jose Fuentes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Jose Fuentes. Yeah. Good old Jose Fuentes. Yeah. Otherwise known as Joe Fuentes. Otherwise known as Jose Fire. Jose Six Pack. Jose Cuervo. Cuervo Six Pack. <laughs> corn corn under dream. That's two corns. I wasn't studying stuttering. Wow. Corn <laughs> corn under dreams. Yeah. That's one of them is with a C, one of them is with a K. Yeah. Man, Riff, I think that might be your finest work. <laughs> God, corn corn under dreams. <laughs> so wait, his finest work is a Patreon backer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I mean, no, I'm I mean, just reading never it mind. off our list here. I... <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 272 of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us, and if you don't, you will. Corn, corn, under dreams. <laughs> the end. <laughs> corn, corn, under dreams. Round the corner, fudge is made. <laughs> Good night.